is totally irresponsible parenting. Not according to the internet. Where on the internet? Dex, it's time for your bath. But I miss my show. Don't argue with me, young man. Just do it. This is our dad. I'm the professor. Yeah, he made us in his laboratory by accident. Don't worry, professor. I was an accident, too. You're my children, and I love you, but you're all terrible. Hey, it's Geek Parenting Podcast. There we go. That's the right one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one's safe for work. No swears on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, you can yep. turn up the volume on your speakers. You can listen at work. With your kids. Make it a family I affair. actually listened to the last episode with Lily, which was a mistake. I edited the last episode with Jay. And Lily. <laughs> <laughs> Did you edit all the swears? I'm sad I missed Charlie. Well, you can see her on Thursdays. Yes. Where at? At Watchtower Cafe. I'm Tui the Human, the Wookiee Barista of State Street. I am James, a.k.a. Nerdy at Home Dad. You'll probably hear Jay singing Nightmare Before Christmas songs in the background. Sorry. It's adorable. And I am Dr. Sarah, Doctor of Peace. You can find me on the Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and all over the place. And we have Johnny on the boards, turning the knobs, tuning in to Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with us today, we have a very special guest, a good friend of mine, uh, I was going to say Dr. Quinn, <laughs> medicine man. But no, that's wrong. It's the only reason I haven't gotten Quinn. my PhD. Right there. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Quinn Rollins, author of Play Like a Pirate. And also, of uh, you do some stuff with Big Shiny Robot, too. Yeah? Yep. I do some writing for them, review all the DC Comics shows, mm-hmm. and write about comics and nerd stuff because nerds I, i'm mad nobody told me ragman was on arrow i just barely found out i know it kind of he's one of my, my favorite it's because it was dropping out of arrow <laughs> oh yeah i did years ago that's why i didn't know <laughs> i haven't watched yeah, it forever it's uh yeah I, I this season's good so far detective chimp i am all in <laughs> the, the last episode of arrow i watched was the one with constantine and i only watched it because constantine was in it mm. yeah well you guys are missing out it's getting is it good I like it. What? This, I don't dislike this, Arrow. Th- this season's been good so far. Of course, it's only been four episodes. Yeah. yeah. It, it seems like after Laurel disappeared, a little bit of the teen drama that CW's known for has gone <laughs> out of the show. Yeah, and I never liked her, but I love Black Canary as a uh, character. Yeah. So it's like I wanted to love her more than I did, yeah, I, which I, is not at all. I feel like they made the mistake by having Sarah as I was just Black say Canary for, yeah. no, for having, oh, yeah, for having I know. Laurel I know. become Dr. Sarah, you're the Black Canary. Uh, I Dr. could <laughs> live with that. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't follow up the Sarah Canary with Laurel Lance, yeah. Black Canary. Yeah, I no. mean. But Legends of Tomorrow is amazing, and Flash is amazing. I, Flash, I is Flash. The best mm-hmm. Flash is the best. Flash is the best. And I still hate them for not picking up Constantine. Yeah, they might still. You never know. Maybe down oh, the road. I, I hope I know, so. No, I love. They won't. Yeah, there's Quinn. No, Sarah. Oh. They, they texted me earlier. They're like, "No, we're not picking it up." Bastards. Uh, jerks. Uh, Quinn is also one of the founders of the Aquaman Appreciation Society. Nice. That's how we became friends. Very I am cool. the, the uh, AAS. Mm-hmm. The ass. <laughs> the ass. <laughs> <laughs> that is better than so. the uh, what was it? The Aquaman uh, something society. Aqu- was, Aquaman Supporter Society. Yes, that's what it was. Oh, Aquaman yes. Support Society. Yeah. That one didn't work out yeah. as well. There might have been Sea Man in there somewhere. Yeah. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it was just kind of an awkward name. 
for a nonprofit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, okay. I got this message after Brian Young's uh, book signing here, and Quinn sent me a message He's like, "Notice there's a lot of Aquaman stuff there." You like Aquaman? I was like, yeah, I like Aquaman. You like Aquaman too? He's like, yeah. Did we just become best friends? Yes. <laughs> Pretty much that's how it went. It, yeah. You guys do karate in the garage now? <laughs> hey, I'm not telling. That secret Aquaman appreciation society stuff. I'll fill it with water first. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a secret. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I got to shave my tattoo then. My fire, fire storm. upside down. I you got to show me the other that. way. I know, I can't. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the problem with forearm tattoos. It, it, it is. It is impressive. I'm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have no tattoos yet. Yet. Yes. I have a Cookie Monster tramp stamp. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But now you're wondering. Uh, <laughs> now I am wondering. What it would be. Mine's Grover. Yeah. <laughs> super Grover. You know, we super Grover. Yeah. Yes. Oh, super one of my Grover's favorites. Best. One of my James favorites. was talking about getting a Star Wars tattoo about a week ago. Yeah. Or Mark the racist one. Yeah, well, for, well, not for him. For <laughs> other people, <laughs> if other people had the it. Sugar Skull Stormtrooper. I don't know. I don't know which character yet. Wearing I, a sombrero, taking a nap against a wall. Tuscan Raider. No, it's Tuscan Raider. Tuscan Raider. Sugar yeah. Skull. It'll be it'll be against a uh, cactus. <laughs> <laughs> and a bottle of Cuervo next to him. <laughs> I just I never un I have it's no idea how that ever became donkeys. a thing. <laughs> it was Snoopy, I think. Snoopy made it a thing. There's Jay singing. Mm. Polly Wally Doodle all the day. <laughs> he, he's been singing this nonstop. Like, can Lily's we give him a microphone? <laughs> he'll stop. Mic the whole, he'll, uh, he'll stop if we no, give him a He stopped microphone. as soon as I walked over there. Yeah. He was like singing his guts out, and then he saw me and That's shut right up. That's how he is. He gets nervous. He'll get over it. Lily was singing the, the Elena of Avalor, Dia de los Muertos song the entire time we were Halloween. Yeah. Halloweening. Halloweening. Halloweening, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. Happy Halloween, yeah. everybody. I saw you for a brief moment mm -hmm. over the weekend, I think. Yeah. But, yep. uh, yeah. 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 Tui had the best costume ever. If you, if you want to see Dude it, you Baca. need to go to the Instagram, Geek Parenting. Yes, that was, it was impressive. Dude Baca. I want it. Three years ago, uh, my buddy Brandon gave me that, uh, that robe for Christmas. No, it was two years ago. And as soon as I got it, I was like, I could be the dude. I could be Chewbacca dude. And I had short hair then, and I've been planning it. So that's why that's you the reason here. why the the whole Aquaman Jason Momoa thing that was just a happy coincidence. <laughs> it was really for this this costume, the Chewbacca dude. Nice. Chewbacca. Yeah, uh, I need to see that at Fanex or Comic Con. Maybe we'll see. Okay. We'll see. So anyway, so I didn't Quinn mean wrote a book. Yeah, Quinn wrote yeah. a book. Yes. I want to know yeah, about this. I book. did. You like did. a pirate? Yes. What is the the a brief summary? I know a little bit about it. I read some of it. It's like a manual for how to be an awesome teacher. Nice. Pretty much. Yeah. So it's uh, it's all about student engagement um, using toys and comics and games. So uh, the basic premise is uh, take the stuff that you are geeky about in your real life and go ahead and bring that into the classroom. Um, a lot of teachers... It's like they're one person in class and they're another person out in their real world. They don't bring their love of basketball or cooking or comic books or travel, whatever it is that they're a geek about, because everybody has something, you yes. know? Yeah. And uh, whatever they're passionate about, if you bring a piece of that into your classroom, uh, kids will connect with it, even if they don't love quilting, say. Mm -hmm. um, because you're so passionate about it, they'll get excited about it. They'll be more engaged. 
Um, and my book is about my passions, which are toys and comics and games. And they happen to be, you know, kids dig that stuff. And so uh, there, there are easier connections with those kind of geeky things than some other stuff. And you, you taught in the past. Yeah. You still work for a school. A school district. District. Yep. Uh, did you employ, like, a, was this book a product of, like, your experiments on children in classes? In yes. your classroom? Oh, phrasing, maybe? <laughs> Experimenting on your kids? No, no, it's, it's accurate. All, 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 all good teachers experiment and fail and experiment again and, you know, figure it out. Yeah. Okay, you're getting one kind of Jacob's Ladder and you're getting another. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I taught... Um, history for uh, 10 years I love at history. Benyon Junior High in Taylorsville, so 7th and 8th grade. And uh, then five years ago, I made the jump to the school district office where I teach other teachers or work with other teachers and try to, uh, try to support them in any way that I can because uh, teachers need some help sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. It's a tough job. It is. And, and, you know, really, I wanted to bring this up because I listened to the podcast. Uh, it's one of the not safe for work ones. Yes. It um, was just released this week. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yes. Probably yeah. recorded a while ago. And, and, it, and it's about, you know, kids. And a lot of it was about behavior. And uh, really, I think the key to good classroom behavioral management is engaging your kids. Mm -hmm. um, I... Over and over again, I had conversations with other teachers and parents that were like, oh, this kid's terrible, this kid's terrible, this kid's terrible, and they'd get to me, and I'm like, that kid isn't a problem for me, because yeah. we're always doing something, Yeah, you know? <laughs> we're singing hobo songs, we're, you know, designing hippie flags, we're, <laughs> we're, 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 we're doing stuff, yeah. and, uh, and so... If you just sit a kid down with a textbook and say, read it and answer the questions at the end of the chapter, and they're a pain in the butt, well, that's, that's on you, yeah. really. Well, Charlie keeps coming in. Um, you know, that's what we were, we were talking about. Yeah. He was having the, the problem with the teacher. Uh, and she still, like, questions herself all the time, like, because she keeps saying that this teacher gets so many good reviews from other parents, and, like, other parents love her, and they, they, she, like, is, is doing so well, and she's, am I the problem? Is, is my kid the problem? And I was like... I don't know, I'm not a teacher, but it kind of seems like she's probably really, really good with a certain type of kid. Mm -hmm. And then everything that, every, anyone that's outside of that, she struggles with. And maybe that's what might be yeah. what's going on. I don't know. Sure, if, if you have a classroom of mostly compliant kids, you know, then it's, that's an easier situation. I, I hesitate to label any kid a problem yeah. for, for a teacher. Um, they might be a challenge, might be, you know, you have to find something that works for that kid. And uh, I don't know, I, I think that there are as many different kinds of children as there are adults. Mm -hmm. And right. some of those kids are not going to love school. Yeah. And some of them come in loving school and because of teachers or their peers, they end up hating it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that, that's hard. It sucks. Well, just a quick update on Charlie Ed, because I did talk to her last week, mm -hmm. and she said things are getting better. Good. So they had a sit-down with the principal and the teacher, and uh, ever since then, things have seemed to be going in a, in a better direction. I think it was kind of a wake-up call for the teacher that, like, the, 
these the parents actually care and they're yes. really involved and they really care about the well-being of their child mm -hmm. and uh, ever since that meeting she's she's sees like uh, effort from the teacher to try and that's good you know so it, it sounds I like I was worried are about her. I've been thinking yeah. about her since we recorded like yeah. I hope everything was she's okay. still struggling but but well, it's getting yeah. better. and and as a teacher that does make a huge difference meeting the parents you get an idea of where the kid's coming from, maybe what the kid does like and doesn't like about your class, um, and, and ways to support them. Even knowing, you know, if I contact mom, then we can have a conversation about this. Because there are a lot of kids who are a challenge for teachers who you don't know what happens outside the classroom. Mm -hmm. You know, you have that kid for an hour uh, in, at the secondary level, and outside of that hour, you're not sure what else is going on. And you have 200 other kids because we're this is in Utah, and uh, you're not quite sure how to handle every kid. You have did, I know you said that like none no kid is really a problem for you, but did you have kid, kids in your class that were significantly more difficult than others? Sure. So for for me. Uh, one of the biggest challenges was just the number of students. So if I have 39 7th graders in a room, um, my classes were the ones where all of the, uh, all, the all the special ed kids and all the gifted, uh, gifted kids were all streamlined into the history classes. It's like they have to pull out special ed for math and reading and other stuff. And so I would have, um, you know, kids at various levels of, of ability all side by side and try to find something that, that meets all their needs. And, uh, and that, that was probably the biggest challenge. And so, so yeah, but, but really behaviorally, no. No. You know, what about I mean, parents? Did you have like jerk oh, parents that you had to deal oh, with? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> parents are probably parents worse. worse. I think parents are the problem. It's not <laughs> usually the kids. See, and when I was in school, if I was interested in what was being taught, mm -hmm. then I did well. Yeah. If I wasn't interested, I could have cared less. Yeah. And so teachers were always trying to find a way to get me engaged. And if they did that, I was doing great. Right. You know? Well, and, and I mean, as a history teacher, not every kid likes history, mm -hmm. you know? And, and it was a Utah history class most of the time. Oh. And, and that, Sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, and my, well, my, I, my, my undergrad degree is in history, so I love history, yeah. but Utah history. No, my, my goal when I started teaching, they told me I was going to teach Utah history to seventh graders. And my own experience in school was so bad, I didn't remember ever having taken the class mm -hmm. that I was going to be teaching. I'm like, is that a thing? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's the super boring one. Well, I, I can do better than that. And, and I did. That's weird. When I was growing up in Colorado, we never did Colorado history. No? No. We, I was in Texas in seventh grade when they do state history, so I learned Texas history. I think well, we did state yeah. history for a week. Nothing interesting happened in Colorado. Not so. until a few years ago. John, Denver, hey, come on. John Denver came out of Colorado. Colorado is one of the f two easiest states to draw a picture of <laughs> a map. That's so true. That the, and Wyoming are pretty That is very pretty true. Easy. Yeah. The Alfred, uh, oh, what's his name? The, the, the cannibal Alfred guy. Alfred Packer. Yeah. That happened in Colorado. Don't you know who Alfred Packer is? No, because You've never seen Cannibal the Musical by Trey no. Parker and Matt Stone, their first film? No. I will let you borrow you my need, DVD. Yeah, you need to watch that. I mean, he was from Utah, but he did his cannibalizing in Colorado. I, I recommend eating beef jerky while you watch it. Yes. <laughs> and then you'll oh, be speaking catch it. I, I'm the kind of guy yes. who like, <laughs> ate like, a super-sized Big Mac during uh, Super Size Me. Oh, God. So, <laughs> I will probably eat beef jerky. He's like, this guy's right. Oh, These are delicious. I want to give <laughs> microphones so bad. Oh, we can hear him. <laughs> We're picking him up just nice. fine. <laughs> Fantastic. 
Oh, uh, but no, like one of the things that I really like with open classroom is we have a chance to like when we co-op, like because they have parent co-opers yeah. come in. Um, all the kids have a chance to have their parents in, and they get to see how you you could see how the parent interacts with their own kid, and uh, it kind of opens the door like they have we have like all these meetings and stuff with other parents so like we know what their kids going what's going on with their kids um like and then one you see kid, why all the brats are like well like cause there's, one, kids. there's one kid it's who's true. having a hard time because his parents are going through a divorce right now yeah. and he was acting out in class and everybody's like well why is he doing this and then uh at the parents meeting his parents are like well we are going through a divorce and it's been hard on him and so you know there we've been we've had ways like me going as a child of divorce, I was able to, like, think of my parents got divorced at that same time, yeah. like, that age. So I was able to put myself back in his shoes and be like, okay, well, this is what this is what helped me get through that when I was his age. So now... Gave like, him porn? <laughs> oh, just oh. Save that for the Nazi for work. <laughs> Slappies. <laughs> it's like Mr. Miyagi said, no such thing as a bad student, only bad teacher. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. But yeah, like I, I was able to like now he and I are buds, and he like whenever I'm co-oping, he doesn't act out as much hmm. because he knows there's somebody there who's been through what he's going That's through. That's cool. So tell us a little bit more about the book itself and what you've got in there. So it's uh, it's divided into stuff you can do with toys um, and comics and games. The, uh, <laughs> the 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 toy part, a lot of it is uh, sort of design philosophy. Um, for a while, I was working with a company called Palisades Toys. They made action figures based on uh, The Muppet Show, The X-Files, oh. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And, uh, and I would work together with some other people to figure out um, like which action figures would come in which wave, which accessories would they come with, uh, what play sets would fit those characters, things like that. And, uh, Just for work purposes, strictly work. Uh, yeah, I mean that that was that was what I was doing, and uh, and so one of my first ideas that sort of took me off in this direction for the book was to take that same principle and have students make biographies out of it. So you take a historic character like Abraham Lincoln, and you're like, okay, if we're making an Abraham Lincoln action figure, uh, what accessories would he need to come with? Uh, oh, what cool. what playset would he go with? I was going to say something totally awful. <laughs> About Ford Theater. A, about Ford Theater. He's yeah. a Ford Theater come with a broadsword. Well, and, and, and that's the thing. I mean, you could you could have kids do different parts of his life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what would the Gettysburg Address Lincoln be like versus Ford's Theater mm -hmm. versus Kentucky Log Cabin? Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and then which what other figures would come with it? Like, if you're doing a collect them all for Abraham Lincoln, who else? What other action figures? Mary Todd, not included. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, and, like, kids would do action figures, like Exploding Head, Lincoln, and... <laughs> it, it was junior high. Kids were sick. But, um, well, I am pretty sure that my kid would do that, too. <laughs> but if, if you think about the amount of deep thinking a kid would have to do to complete an assignment like that, um, it's more than they would do if they were doing, like, a two-page biography mm -hmm. for sure. Right. On, on Abraham Way Lincoln. Way more, yeah. You know? I had a... I, uh, I think it was an English teacher in high school... We read a very short story, mm -hmm. um, safari, guy died, whatever, you know, not really memorable. 
but the way, uh, way to engage us, he broke us into, I think, three different groups, and we had to try the case. Like, nice. one of us had to try the, uh, the wife for first-degree murder because she was the prime suspect in right. it. So, you know, first-degree, second-degree manslaughter, and we really had to break apart the story and, you know, say why we thought that. It was a really cool and engaging, you know, uh, exercise, at least for me. See, my history teacher, one of my history teachers in high school would make us do plays. So we'd break us into groups, and we'd have to create plays about certain things that were going on. I remember we did... Um, Spanish Armada fighting the British. We actually made little paper boats and lit them on fire. It was so much fun. But I mean, that's kind of the thing, you know, he was like, use your imagination and make it fun and learn about the history. Yeah, well, and I, I think things like that, I mean, those are the things that stand out in your mind from those classes. Mm -hmm. Years later, you still remember that. Mm -hmm. um, with, with the action figures in particular, I like to take things like uh, the civil rights movement, where you have literally hundreds of people with biographies out there who are somehow involved in the civil rights movement. And every kid knows Martin Luther King, every kid knows Rosa Parks, and they should. But if you, you know, give the kids a list of 50 names to choose from, they all make an action figure based on that. You display them on the wall. It's like kids will come up and they will look at the front and the back of those action figure cards. Just, yeah. they, they get in a sense of how overwhelming it was. It was a movement. It wasn't just right. two people. It took a lot of people. Yeah, yeah that's cool. And, uh, and, and you know, if, if you had all those kids write two-page biographies, they're not going to say, oh, can I, can I read yours? That, and they're right. not, right. not going to remember it. They're not <laughs> yeah. going to remember it. No, no, because really, so what sort of kicked it off is I had four boys all turn in the same two-page biography on Jackie Robinson. Oh. And one of them was dumb enough. He left, like, page one of two, page two of two, and, like, the Wikipedia oh. link oh. up at the top. Oh. And I'm like, okay, boys, first of all, there are better ways to cheat, and here's how. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, we're going to change this assignment because, you know, if, if they're putting that little thought into it... They don't care. They, they don't care. And, and this gives them something they're proud of. gives them ownership. The creative process is, is a deeper thinking process than just a regurgitation. Right. Nice. So, so that's why I do the action figures. I would have them design their own superheroes based on uh, core democratic principles. So we would talk about um, oh, patriotism and equal opportunity and justice and truth. And there are seven of them. Then I would compare those to existing superheroes like Wonder Woman represents truth because of the magic lasso. Oh, uh, Batman as justice, Captain mm. America as patriotism. I'm getting chills. And, uh, Can I take classes from you? Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, $11. No. <laughs> I, the, uh, and, and then have them design their own superheroes based on those concepts. And, you know, they, they aren't doing an in-depth study of seven different principles, but they're connecting really solidly with one of them. And whether right. it's diversity or equal opportunity, it's like, that's great. And they can use that academic vocabulary throughout the rest of the school year. I can talk about diversity and they're not like, what? They remember. Yeah. I'm, I'm stealing all of these ideas if I ever go back and teach again. You, so you're, you're welcome I, to I, steal them. I was an adjunct and I would bring the geek stuff into my gender studies yeah. class, but I'm totally using this. Yeah. yeah. Make, make a feminist superhero. You should, you should read the book. Where can people get the book yeah. from? Yeah. You can find this book at Amazon.com mm -hmm. uh, or Barnes & Noble. So it's here. Uh, it's in Barnes & Noble stores nationwide. Nice. And uh, you've been taking it on the road, too, it looks like. I mean, I've seen you yeah. traveling to other, like, 
teach, uh, teacher conventions? Or yeah, teacher conventions, education? teacher workshops. Um, I just got back from Canada and Texas, and earlier this year I was in Kansas and Missouri and Wisconsin. So, so it, I, I've been invited to, to speak at a lot of different things, and I always make it hands-on. I bring 30 pounds of Lego with me yes. everywhere I go. Nice. Um, you know, Play-Doh. I bet it's received pretty well. It, it is. And, and that's the thing is, um, so teachers, we sit through a lot of meetings, and they're usually the worst teaching style imaginable presenting the information. Teaching so you're going to teachers. think about how death to be a PowerPoint. good teacher and a staff by PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah. When I, I think if you give them something to do, funnily enough, you know, model what you're going to be doing with the kids, they get it. And, and I think, you know, the, the same ideas apply to parenting. You know, if you have Legos at home, you can take things a little deeper than, mm -hmm. um, than, than what your kids are already doing. The other thing is ask your kids uh, what they're building out of Lego. Mm -hmm. So my, my son, um, I have a son who's 12, and he still builds Lego things that I'm not sure what it is, and that he has to tell me it's a spaceship. But he can tell me, you know, this is the power source. This is, yeah. you know, where they uh, where they dock. This is, he he can tell me and everything kids will do about that. that spaceship. <laughs> They'll build something and then show you what every little piece mm -hmm. of that. Yeah, so Lego so, so they have a much is. deeper thought process yeah. than is apparent to dumb adults. Yeah, no, like uh, something that Jay does when we when we buy a new Lego set, he doesn't build what the set is. Yeah, he, yeah. He builds something very similar to what the set is. So we have a Millennium Falcon, a small Millennium Falcon yeah. set. He won't look at the instructions. He just like, oh well, this goes here, yeah. this goes here, and he'll figure it out. And he gets pretty close to where he's only missing like two pieces. Well, I think we forget as kids get older that kids, even adults, we learn through play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you definitely. Know? I, I learn when I'm doing something hands-on. If something is fun, is some, if something is a game, I learn mm -hmm. it much faster. Speaking so of I, Legos, all the Legos at Watchtower, they were donated by, by Oh, Clint. nice. Those are all his That's Legos. That's true. Fantastic. Yeah. That's true. Yep, yep. And they are, I would say, the most popular item here yeah. that people, oh, yeah, that's people like, play with. She wants to play with, Lily wants Legos yeah, if we can. Everyone. There. And uh, <laughs> I, think, I can't remember, I think it was Erica Shaw, her, her daughter wants to come to watch they have legos at home uh -huh. but the watchtower legos are better, better. oh so, yeah they are because so she's she got little figurines you know she, lily loves the little uh, there's a jar jar binks in there in one she, of them we found jar yep. jar binks That's i, I, all I made lily sure that there was it's like get out of here <laughs> did i tell you what lily asked me about the new movies coming out no rogue one i asked her if she wanted to go see rogue one and she goes is jar jar in it <laughs> if, if brian young had a say yes, yes. yes it would be yes <laughs> if brian young had a say Jar Jar would be president next week. <laughs> it might be better. Yeah, no, I, it, yeah. I would vote for Jar Jar. I, at, the, at this point, at I this would. point, that, that See, childish innocence. Yeah. yeah. See, there are adults playing with Lego right there. I know. Yeah, if you can hear Legos in the background, no, that is I not kids. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love no, it. Yeah. They, they are. I'm not, I'm not even joking. It's no exaggeration. It's what people, as soon as they see the Legos, everyone gets excited. You know, I. Every about every month, I bring in Play-Doh to work. Just the little oh, playset yeah, ones, I like and I just put them on a table in the break room, and people just love it. They just grab the Play-Doh. If I could figure know. out a way to make it less messy for us, I would have Play-Doh oh, yeah. available here. Too. Yeah, the well, and, and the great thing about that is is even with with adults, um, but but especially with kids, if you sit them down and they're working with Play-Doh or Lego or something, you know, anything that's hands-on, they'll have other conversations while they're doing it. Mm -hmm. So if I give them a a building prompt, like build one of the causes of the American Revolution. 
um, you know, they'll be working on the Boston Tea Party or something, but they'll be talking about about that, but they'll also be getting to know each other better. Yeah. It's so much better than just, okay, everybody write, you know, half a page about a cause of the American Revolution. And yeah. they're, you know they're going to remember that. Here, watch Glory. Shut up. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Which, which is how I... Glory's the Civil War. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it is. And, and there's so... I didn't watch it. There's so many teachers, they get so far behind by the end of the school year. They're like, okay, we're going to watch uh, Glory Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> and there we've taught the Civil War. Yeah. You know? Then uh -huh. we won. The end. Oh, man. The, the other great thing is uh, there's been just this boom in graphic novel and comic publishing yes. Yes. in the last 10 years or so. And a huge chunk of that is, is nonfiction. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Mouse. You know, Mouse was a great one. Ma Mouse, Mouse kicked everything off. Yeah. But there's, I, I mean, seriously, for, for young readers, for, for adults, uh, just a lot of biographies, a lot of history, science, just so many ways to, to use graphic novels. But a lot of adults, if you're a librarian or a teacher and you didn't read comics yourself growing up, it's an awfully hard sell. Mm -hmm. to, to get them to, to use something. So my book has strategies in there for how to use it. I have three different books specifically, like one for elementary, one for middle, one for high school, that um, sort of have, this is how I would use it. This is how I would um, use books similar to this. Mm -hmm. This is why you should have pictures. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Excellent. Yeah. Did you ever teach anything other than junior high? Or was that pretty much when you were teaching? No. So, uh, I, I mean, short answer, yeah. I, I just taught seventh and eighth grade, mostly I seventh. Felt like that would be because I, I wanted to. I was planning on going into education and being a teacher for a long time. Yeah. And I decided not to, it, mostly because of money, which yeah, I never. It's, it's a hard decision if you're if you are especially I think if you're a guy you know and you're you're looking okay. Can I support yeah. and a family? Ultimately, I was like, yeah. ah, no, I'm, I'm going to go to film school instead, which was a great idea. <laughs> but uh, I went for I, audio engineering. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Um, but I always said when you know when I was looking dance. into being a teacher, junior high was the was the kindergarten and junior high were the two areas that I was most terrified of. I, I, could, I could teach anything else. See, but that age range was so scary to me. So I, uh, I went through I my whole... I remember myself when I was a t in junior mm -hmm. high. And I oh, was, yeah, you're I, horrible. I was a horrible person. Yeah. When, I, uh, when I was doing my, my graduate work at the U and I was looking at becoming a teacher, all of my assignments, like write a lesson plan about the Cold War. Everything I did was with a mindset that I would be teaching high school. Yeah. So that's what I was prepared for. And then they sat us down in a meeting one day, and they're like, you know, 90% of you, your entry-level job is junior high. And I, just, Nobody like, wants it. I wanted to start crying. <laughs> like, I went home and talked to my wife. I'm like, junior high. And then uh, I make it made fun of again. And, 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 well, yeah, and, and, and really it's based on my own experience in junior high. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, but I went in there, and I just, I love those kids. It's a, it was a school that had 7th, 8th, and ninth graders and they come in scared, and you get them on your side with fart jokes. You turn yes. them against the other teachers, and they're, yes. they're yours. Right. How do you even do that in college? Yeah. yeah. yeah you know, that's the best way to get students is fart jokes. Yeah. So, I, I mean, really just, you know, and, and humor is a great way to connect with, with kids and adults, mm -hmm. you know. 
in kindergarten, all you have to do is say butt. Yeah. But. Yeah. Sorry, seventh grade, too. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of similarities between kindergarten yeah. and yeah. seventh grade. There really are. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm. What? How much? Slappy's pointing at the computer. Point, he's pointing the finger. Uh, so, is that. Are we up for time then? What do we have time any other questions? I don't know. Do we have any? We're about half an hour in. So. Okay. So, we have a question that we like to ask of all our guests. Yes. Just what is your geek parenting philosophy? My geek parenting philosophy is. Um, I know we put you on the spot. You can see the wheel turning. I, I know. Yeah. It's a hard question to put you on the spot. There are definitely wheels. Well, and I just listened to some of your episodes where you share some of yours, so I'm trying not to. Yeah, it's <laughs> all right. It's the same because yeah, everyone kind of has it's the same. Yeah. Similar. Well, how about this? Like, what? In what ways do you kind of you you talked a lot about teaching students? What is it like for you as at home as a parent? Like, how, are there similarities? Or are you do you employ like the same philosophy with your kids that you do with your students? Uh, d definitely. R really, for me, as as a parent, I have two sons. They're 12 and 14, and I have done my best to expose them to as many as many things that might hook them as as possible. And uh, you know, like right now, my my younger son, he he loves science. And, oh, nice. And uh, I, I will do everything I can to support that. And, you know, if, if he's interested in the science of Ghostbusters, we will watch Ghostbusters and, you know, find out what a proton actually is. Find yeah. out, you know, if, if ectoplasm is real, what would it smell like? I don't Ooh. know. Just <laughs> he might like hanging out with, with my 14-year-old son. He's a, he's a huge science geek. Y yeah. Big and time. He so used to hang out with his uh, science teacher on his lunch break. He would go eat lunch with his science teacher and they would watch like Neil deGrasse Tyson videos and it was like it was like his best friend but, <laughs> and then and then the teacher he, he, he did his contract didn't get renewed for mm -hmm. the following year and my son was like upset Aww. upset about it and he like still wants to write him a letter yeah but he has to track him down and find him but like it's, uh, it's a teacher that made an impact on him yeah well and, and I think it's this combination of finding what your kids passion is and helping them explore that and and being open enough yourself whether you're as a, a parent or a teacher um to if, if it's something different than you had in mind let let them do it uh, a friend posted this this picture on facebook the other day and their uh their daughter for a science class uh had crocheted uh, a cell mm -hmm. uh, a plant cell nice and uh <laughs> and and it was incredibly elaborate i mean it, it, and and I thought that was great that the teacher would be open enough, you know, maybe the original assignment was write an essay about a cell or color, mm -hmm. you know, color in this coloring page of a cell. And this kid just ran with it and uh, with, with crocheting. And, uh, and, and I thought it was, it was great that the teacher would do it. It was great that the parents supported that. You know, they went out and got the different colors of yarn for all the different <laughs> things. Um, and then the kid just just ran with it. So I, I think cool. geek parenting, uh, inspire your kid in as many ways as possible, and when they do hook onto something, support that. That's great. And nice. love them. That's a great, yes. oh, love that them. too. Put yeah. their artwork up on the fridge. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. For a while. You can turn their artwork into stuffed animals now. Did you guys know that? I've seen that. It's you pretty could also <laughs> turn it into fabric for pretty amazing. clothes. You can also quietly recycle it, like late at night mm -hmm. when there's this critical mass of artwork on the fridge. Yes. Like, You're oh, like, this all right. Have to go yeah. I, I think I get more weird. sad when my artwork gets taken off the Aww. fridge by my wife. <laughs> when she's like, this has been up here too long. It's like, oh, come on. It's, it's my best coloring paper. Come on. <laughs> Why does his get a stay out? It's mostly in the lines. Come on. <laughs> mostly. Mostly. Well, we're going to record, usually record like a few episodes at a time. And so uh, you're welcome to stay with us. I'd love to invite you to hang out with us for another episode or two or whatever we're here for. Um, but tell us again where we can go buy your book. So where we can find you if you have Where we can find you in like other that. ways. The book is Play Like a Pirate, Engage Students with Toys, Games, and Comics. And it's, uh, it's available at Amazon. It's available at Barnes & Noble, both in stores and online. Uh, I have a website, quinnrollins.com, that has uh, templates that teachers can use. It's free. You don't have to buy into anything. You don't have to buy the book to have access to it. Mm -hmm. It has a running blog of graphic novel reviews, yes. Lego recommendations, um, stuff like that. And I'm on Twitter uh, like an addict. Um, uh, it's Can't at confirm. it's at Jedi Kermit, like the Jedi <laughs> and the Kermit, the frog. And uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Awesome! Thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I can't Put, wait to read the book. I know I'm gonna go buy it. Another book. <sighs> I have too many more books. More books. Books. Put that thing back where you found it, or so help me. Let's get dangerously excited about education. <laughs> <laughs> because I said so. Here's some money. Go see a Star Wars.